I'm not pulling in my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work, coronavirus edition. Okay, so uh, in a podcast not too long ago, I started talking about the planeswalkers, um, but I did not get through them all. So I'm going to do more this time. But let me start by saying that uh, I was using a list uh, that was an incorrect, or not incorrect, but incomplete list. And so I realized I missed a bunch of planeswalkers. Uh, the idea was I want to talk about every planeswalker that had a card. Um, and the list I had was missing some stuff. So I'm going to catch up on the stuff I missed, uh, and then I'll, I'll continue on from where I left off last time. Um, also, I think I have enough that this is going to be a three podcast and not two. Okay, so we start with Amintau. Uh, so Amintau showed up in Commander 2018. Uh, she's the youngest uh, Planeswalker we've ever had. She's a little girl. Uh, and she controls fate. Um, which is... So she's, she's a very cool character, very popular. Um, she has kind of this creepy art with little butterflies in it. Um, we... I don't think we've visited her home plane yet. I don't think we know what her home plane is. Um, but uh, the interesting thing about it, I get asked a lot about what we see more Amintau. And she's a really fun character. The tricky part about her is... Controlling fate is a very powerful power, um, and so it's it's challenging sometimes to use characters that are really powerful. One of the reasons we did the whole mending and to depower our planeswalkers was so they were less gods and more you know planeswalk you know more you know mages that were more relatable. And Amintau definitely is a little more in the old school of you know. Uh, controlling fate is very godlike, if you will. Um, but she is pretty popular, so I'm I'm hoping we will see her again. Okay, next up is Bob, Bevy of Beebles. So Bob is one of two Silver Border Planeswalkers. Um, showed up in Unsanctioned. Um, so what happened was, uh, when I was making Unsanctioned, I wanted to make a Planeswalker. So I had to go to um, sort of the creative team and pitch something that they didn't think they would do in Black Border. And I had a long list of things. Um, but I think not too long down my list was uh, a collective of Beebles. Uh, and they were like, yeah, that's, that's all yours. So we don't, we don't tend to do Beebles in Black Border. And um, up until very recently, we haven't done any sort of collective. I mean, I'll get to Grist uh, later on. Um, I'm not even sure if Grist technically is a collective, but Bob, anyway, is a collective of Beebles. It's not a single Beeble, it's a whole bunch of Beebles. Um, it was inspired by a Richard Garfield had, there was a game that he had designed but never, we had never made called the Goblin Game, where your the hit points in the game were the number of goblins you had. So I loved the idea of um, a card where your loyalty is the number of Beebles you have, the number of creatures you have, which are Beebles. Anyway, um, it is a silly planeswalker. Uh, I don't expect to see... I don't think Bob's going to cross over to Blackboard anytime soon. Um, but it is a very fun, goofy sort of planeswalker. So I, I enjoy I enjoy Bob. Okay, next up is Dak Faden, the greatest thief in the multiverse. Okay, so Dak Faden came about because um, we were doing a magic comic. And the people making the comic... Um, wanted a character that was sort of their own character. So they um, got permission from us to make their own Planeswalker. Um, and uh, Dak Faden, the, uh, the whole idea of the character was, I mean, he was a thief, so he, he stole things for a living, but he he was, you know, a thief with a heart of gold, sort of, you know. He try, tried to do well while he was also robbing people. Um, we ended up putting him in Conspiracy because he was a popular character, and we were looking for... Uh, something that made sense to conspiracy. So we did put him on a card. Um, now I'm going to give you a little spoiler here, so heads up. 
Uh, Dak Faden dies in War of the Spark. And um, the reason he's not in War of the Spark is at the time we were making the set, we didn't know whether or not, we didn't know he was going to, like, he didn't know he was going to die in the story. Um, and so we ended up not giving him a card. Had we known he's going to die in the story, we would have given him a card. And maybe one of these days in a supplemental set, we'll give him a, a, a farewell card. Um, but anyway, uh, that is Dak Faden. Okay, next up, Dakin Blackblade. So this is a newer Planeswalker. I mean, newer Planeswalker, and we just printed the card. Uh, showed up in Modern Horizons 2. So Dakin Blackblade was originally a legendary creature all the way back in Legends. Um, when the, the team that made Legends, uh, a lot of the characters in Legends were inspired by characters from role-playing games they played. So my best guess is that where Dakin originally came from. Um, but anyway, he was a blacksmith that forged a sword... Uh, the Black Blade, and anyway, it, it it sent him down a dark path, if you will. But anyway, there was a short story tied to a video game uh, that talked about him becoming a planeswalker. Um, and I, I think when Ethan was making um, Modern Rifles 2, e Ethan had always wanted to find a place to do a Dakin um, planeswalker card, because in the story... Um, after Legends, but in the story, he, he later becomes a Planeswalker, so we thought it'd be cool, and this just seemed like a good place to do it. Um, he is quirky in that it's a character mechanically that cares about lands, um, and that's not normally a white-blue-black thing, but sort of that, that is the character, so we, we still connect to that. Um, but anyway, that is Dak and, that is Dak and Blackblade. Okay, next up. Uh, Domri, Domri Rod. So, um, Domri, the time we made him, was the youngest Planeswalker. Amtau has that honor now. Um, but Domri is, like, a teenager. Um, I think we were, we liked the idea of having a young Planeswalker, and I think they ended up putting him in, in Gruel, in red-green, um, because he was just sort of a wild, a wild, a literal wild child, if you will. Um, he tends to interact with creatures, so his, his cards are creature-focused, and he was kind of built to go into a, a red-green um, mid-range kind of a deck, a deck that sort of ramps up and attacks. Um, so we ended up, the, the character was associated with the Gruul, and then during the our, our third trip to um, Ravnica, he ended up leading the Gruul, sort of got placed there by Bolas, um, is one, one of the guilds that Bolas had some control over. Uh, but anyway, uh, another spoiler here. So one of the reasons, by the way, that uh, a lot of dead characters are coming up, is the list I originally looked off of only had living characters. So that's why a bunch of these characters were dead characters, why they weren't on the list. Um, and some of them weren't supplemental products. Anyway, um, Domri uh, sadly died. Uh, I think Nicole Bullis killed him uh, in, in War of the Spark. Okay, next up, Dovin Bon. So Dovin Bon is a Vidalkin from Kaladesh. Um, he's part of sort of the government that runs Kaladesh. Uh, it is a very white-blue organization. Uh, he is white-blue, obviously. Um, and they sort of control things. They're a little bit, little bit of control freaks. Um, so Dovin has uh, his ability, if you will, is the ability to recognize weakness in things, um, which is a very cool character thing and a very pain-in-the-butt <laughs> um mechanical thing. Like, what does it mean mechanically that he can sense weakness? So, we've always... we, we Usually, we design him as being sort of a control card in a white-blue deck, but he's he's been tricky for us to design. Um, he also, by the way, uh, he died in, not the first, but the second um, War of the Spark book. 
Um, so anyway, a lot, a lot of the my, my early planeswalkers are ones that are no longer with us. Um, but anyway, uh, he has quarreled a bit with the Gatewatch and with Chandra's specifics. Um, and uh, I know they, they they had a little another little uh, I don't know what to call it duel, if you will, in in um, the um, War of the Spark. So anyway, that is Dovin. Okay, next up is Estrid. Uh, Estrid the Mast. So she was another character that we made during um, Commander 2018. Uh, these are um, Planeswalkers. Amitai was the same. That could also be your Planeswalker. We've done that twice in 2014 and 2018. So Commander 2014, Commander 2018, we both had Planeswalkers that could be your Commander. Uh, I'll talk about a couple of them today. Um, anyway, um, I don't know a lot about Estrid. Um, the reason she got made was we were trying to make a Enchantment Matters Planeswalker. Um, we have, uh, a lot of, um, artifact-related uh, Planeswalkers, but not a lot of Enchantment. She was the first Enchantment one. Um, and I don't know much about her, uh, other than she wears many masks and she's bald. I, I don't know much about the character. She is the one, by the way, I, I apologize, in, uh, the first, the first, uh, podcast, uh, I was talking about, um, uh... I was talking about Return to Theros and how she's the character. I, I said we were, we wanted to make a um, a planeswalker that was enchantment based, and she was the one that I, I said. Oh, we talked about using her, and I forgot her name. There's a lot of planeswalkers, and, I'm, and when I'm recording live, it's easy for me to forget things. Um, but anyway, she was the one I was talking about. The reason we didn't use her was she just wasn't a great fit with the story, um, and we decided we just could have more than one planeswalker that was related to enchantment. So uh, that's why we didn't use Estrid. Okay, next up, Fraley's. So Fraley's was um, from the 2014 commander, um, another commander that could be your, I'm sorry, another planeswalker that could be your commander. So she was going back in the past. So Fraley's goes all the way back, I think, to Ice Age. Um, she helped out the, the elves of Fintorm, and they treated her like a god. Uh, she wasn't, just a planeswalker. Um, but she she's um, a half-elf, half-human, half-elf. Uh, she's got an eye patch. She's she's a she's a pretty cool character. Pretty stubborn. Um, the other big thing she did was she was one of the nine titans uh, during the invasion block storyline. Um, Urza put together um, these nine planeswalkers to help defeat the Frexians. Uh, she was part of that plan. Um, but anyway, we were just sometimes we do supplemental sets. It's fun to go back and get sort of older planeswalker characters. Uh, and she falls in that in the area of just an older planeswalker character. Okay, next up, uh, Gaedron Dehada. Speaking of old, old story planeswalkers. So she shows up in Modern Horizons 2. Um, so basically what happened was, once Ethan had decided to put Dakin Blackblade into the set, um, uh, I, I think um, they were going to actually go with a different planeswalker. It, it fell through. Um, so they decided that it might be fun to do another character from the Dakin story, who was also a planeswalker, which was uh, Gaedron Dehada. Uh, she is um, the she sort of helped Dakin become a, a planeswalker. Um, she's the one that I think encrypted uh, not, um, inscripted him. What's that word? Like uh, got him to make the 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 black blade. Um, and she is very good at sort of corrupting things. That's why she she has corruption counters. Um, but she definitely is sort of a more villainous of a planeswalker, if you will. Okay, next up, Gideon Jura. Um, so Gideon uh, first showed up... Where did Gideon first show up? Uh, he first showed up in Rise of the Odrazi. 
Um, so Gideon um, is a, he's from um, Theros, originally Kithian, um, and he, he was like an orphan on Theros. Um, he uses law magic, uh, and he is, he's very much about, like, he had made some mistakes in his youth, uh, and his friends died because of what he considered his mistakes. And so he's very protective of people. He very much wants to do the right thing. Um, for a long time, he had a weapon called a surl, which was, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it has three sort of strands on it. Um, anyway, he was one of the founding members of the Gatewatch. Um, a very, uh, you know, upstanding, you know, trying to do the right thing sort of character. Um, Again, he's one of the characters that died. Spoilers. Uh, he died protecting Liliana. Um, he had, One of the big things that he had gone through his sort of character arc was um, trying to take responsibility for those around him and realizing that he needed to step up and, and do more. And he and Liliana sort of had formed a bond over the time of the Gatewatch. And in the moment, he decided that it was important to save Liliana. So he sacrificed himself to save Liliana. Um, the one unique thing about Gideon from a planeswalker standpoint is, I mean, he does a lot of protective white things, but, um, he also, all versions of Gideon, uh, you can turn him into a creature and get into the fight. Uh, usually it's indestructible. He, he can grant indestructible and stuff. And like I said, he, his magic is more protective, uh, protective in nature. Um, but it's also some combat oriented stuff. And anyway, he's a planeswalker that always gets in the fight. You know, he's always going to jump in and do what he can. Okay, next up, Grist, the Hunger Tide. So Grist shows up in Modern Horizons 2. I don't, I don't know a lot about Grist. Um, it's a weird character. Uh, I think, though, I think, I think, so I, I, I might be wrong on this one. I think Grist, um, whenever Grist travels, uh, it takes insects of that world and makes a body out of them. So... I think Grist has a consciousness, but then it's collective with insects of the world. I'm not 100% sure how Grist works, but Grist is made up, Grist has a body made up of insects. Um, and um, the the creative team had come up with this character. It was very weird and quirky. Um, and so they ended up putting in Modern Horizons 2 because it's a weird character to, to tell a story with. Not that you can't, I guess. It's just, a, and so they wanted to introduce it in a place. And um, Modern Horizons 2... Uh, had introduced the Mount Horizons one introduced um, Ren and six, which I'll get to. And um, but anyway, it seemed like a cool idea to introduce. Like one of the things we get from players all the time is that we have a lot of you know humanoid characters, especially human planeswalkers. And like it's, it's nice to see something that's a little different, that's a little off the beaten path. And so Gris was us trying to do something a little quirkier, a little weirder for those that enjoy that kind of stuff. Okay, next up is Jessica. Okay, so in uh, the Odyssey and Onslaught storyline, um, there was a character named Kamal, who was the main character. He started as a pit fighter and ended up becoming, I don't know, he went from red to green. Um, anyway, he had a sifter named, named Jessica. Uh, Jessica's been through a lot. Uh, she got injured, and then when the Cabal fixed her, they sort of turned her into phage. And then she got merged with two other characters to become Corona the False God. And then she finally got turned back into Jessica. But then she became a Planeswalker. So Jessica, thrice born, thrice reborn, uh, is because she's taken on... Th- she's, she's, she was Phage. She was Corona. She was Jessica. Uh, so she's had three different versions. Um, she became a Planeswalker. 
Um, so in Commander Legends, it was like, oh, uh, here's a cool chance um, for us to capture this old character. She's another uh, planeswalker that can be your commander. Um, but anyway, she's definitely sort of an, an old school character that played a big role in, you know, two years worth of, of magic stories uh, that we got to tap into. Okay, next up is Lord Wingrace. Um, so Lord Wingrace is another of the um, nine titans, um, the, the ones that team up with Urza um, to help stop the Phyrexians. Um, I think he is originally from Urborg, um, which is sort of a black-aligned uh, section of Dominari. He's from Dominaria. Um, those that that the extent of my knowledge. I don't, I don't know about Lord Wingrace. He um, also was in the Commander 2018 with Amintau and Eftrid. Um, three-color uh, Planeswalker that you can uh, be your commander. Um, and he is very land. We made him very land-focused mechanically. Okay, next up. Uh, okay, now we get where we left off last time. Now I, I've caught up. So now we get to Nyssa. Nyssa Ravane. Um, so Nyssa first showed up uh, as, a, as the character on the box of Duels of the Planeswalkers. Um, I think we were just trying to get a cool image for it. And so, I'm not sure. How, we, we said, oh, make a cool-looking elf planeswalker. We didn't have an elf planeswalker at the time. Uh, and we made her, and uh, she was sort of so cool, we decided to make a card out of her. So we ended up putting her in Zendikar. We made her from Zendikar. Um, interestingly, when we first made her, uh, the intent was she was going to be more of a villain. So the early version of her uh, had a little bit more villainous tendencies. Um, but we later realized, uh, when we were making the Gatewatch that we needed a mono-green character, because uh, we, we, originally when we formed it, uh, the, the first five members of the Gatewatch were one of mono-color characters. Um, and uh, Garrick had just been cursed, so he, like, he wasn't a good choice because he had gotten blocked to him. Um, so we decided to sort of um, go back and listen, sort of advance her story a little bit and make her realize kind of the error of her ways, and she sort of came around and really... Um, as she started walking to other planes, walking to other worlds, she really started becoming this character that um, um, she realized that she had made a lot of assumptions that weren't true, and really changed who she was, became a little more of a good guy. Um, so Nissa is um, our planeswalker that we always theme to lands. Uh, she's, I mean, we have a couple we do, but she's the main one that is a land theme thing. Um, she likes to bond with land. She's she is um, a little bit of a loner. Um, she, she connects more with lands than people. So whenever she goes to a new land, she's always sort of talks with the land and learns from a land. Uh, she's a cool character. Obviously she's become good friends, um, with many members of the Gatewatch, uh, Chandra in particular. Um, so, you know, she, she's a fun character. Uh, she actually left the Gatewatch, but then came back to the Gatewatch. Um, so anyway, uh, and she's a native, she's a native of Zendikar. Okay, next up is Obnixilis. Um... So Obnixilis is another one that goes back a bit. I know Obnixilis started as a human. Um, in fact, the first Planeswalker card of Obnixilis, which was in Commander 2014, is a human version of Obnixilis. Um, and then Obnixilis ends up becoming uh, a demon. Uh, I guess demons can't naturally have sparks. So in order for us to have a demon Planeswalker, he sort of had to become a human that got sort of tainted and became a demon. Um, but anyway, he is very destructive. Um... Basically, he, uh, as a planeswalker, he harms other people. Um, and as a character, um, he was the first villain 
that the the Gatewatch basically fought. In fact, it's fighting him that sort of uh, brought the first four members of the Gatewatch together. So he's kind of indirectly, indirectly responsible for for making the Gatewatch sort of. Um, but anyway, he's a he's a cool villain. He's mean. He's really mean. I mean, he's, he's a demon. Um, but he is definitely someone who I, I think we'll see more of. Like I, I think he's somebody who. Um, he definitely has played smaller roles, but I don't know. I think one day we can see up next. He, he's, he's a cool villain to me. Speaking of cool villains, we get to Oko. Um, so Oko is first shown up in Throne of Eldraine. Uh, he had a very broken card, um, uh, which, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Oko Thief of Crowns. Uh, and anyway, the card ended up being banned in a bunch of formats. And, uh, so, we were on Eldraine. We wanted to have a trickster character. Uh, he's a shape changer. He's actually not native to Eldraine. He came there from elsewhere. But he really fit kind of the um, the, the aesthetic, if you will, of, of Eldraine. Um, and so uh, he's another character who I think people got a little angry with him because the card was so good. Um, but I think people like the character. And in fact, what happens when you make a very powerful card is everybody learns the character. Like, you know... Uh, Jace having a real strong card really, really cemented everybody knowing who Jace was. Well, Oko had a similar thing. So I do think, I do think we'll see Oko again. Um, but anyway, he is, he has the ability to uh, not just change his shape, but he can change the shape of others. Obviously, he can turn things into elk for those that didn't play the card. Okay, next up, Raul Zarek. So uh, Raul Zarek, uh, in my first podcast, I talked a little bit about Kiora. Uh, and Raul has a similar thing going on to Kiara in that um, we were making Duels of the Planeswalkers. We Every deck had a Planeswalker associated with it. We had uh, a blue-green Sea Monster deck, and we had a blue-red Spell Matters deck, and we had no Planeswalker that made sense with them. So we made two brand-new characters and said, hey, if these are popular, we'll make them into, you know, make them into cards. They were. We did. Um, so Raul showed up in Dragon Maze for the first time. He is associated with the Izzet Guild. Um, in fact, during the third trip to, uh, to, um, to Ravnica, right before War of the Spark, um, he becomes a major player. He, uh, uh, Niv-Mizzet, who's the leader of the Izzet, sort of disappears. Uh, everyone thinks he's dead. He kind of was, but he comes back. Um, a lot, lot of spoilers today. Um, anyway, uh, anyway, Raul is, led the Izzet for a while, and it was a major player, uh, in the War of the Spark storyline, um, and, and in the whole, that whole year, um, with, you know, Guilds of Ravnica that whole year. Um, anyway, he is uh, electrical-based. He has electrical-based powers. Um, he also is uh, a little bit of an inventor, because um, he's part of Izzet. But anyway, he has electrical-based powers, and normally the spell uh, is very... Um, because Izzet is very spell-focused, his his card powers tend to be very um, spell-focused. Next up, Rowan and Will. I'm going to talk about Rowan and Will together. So they are twins. They are from Throne of Eldraine. Um, technically, Bolas and Ugin are twins, so they are the second twins. But they were the first twins that we knew were twins, because when we first introduced them, I don't think you knew Ugin and Bolin were twins. Um, anyway, uh, she has sort of spark magic. He has ice magic. Um, the, the real unique thing about them as characters is uh, they share a spark. And what that means is they can only planeswalk together. So if they want to, if, if one of them wants to go somewhere, the other has to go with them, right? They have to say, okay, I'm going with you. Um, and they first showed up in Battle Bond. Um, and that's that we had a uh, mechanic called Partner With, uh, so that when you uh, played one, you got to go get the other. 
Uh, so to show that they were twins, um, most the, the the partner with was mostly on legendary creatures, but um, we thought it'd be fun to have one uh, pairing that was planeswalkers. So we made the characters that were tied together. That's that's where they first got created. Um, but they the er, the earliest appearance, not chronologically for the set, but chronologically in in Magic story, uh, was in Throne of Eldraine. Uh, they are twins. They're uh, a prince and princess. They're they're the children of uh, of the king. Um, and the king goes missing, and so they have to go find him. Um, the Also, the characters ended up, after that story, coming to Strixhaven. They're studying in Strixhaven, so they were there. Um, the shtick about the card is they always appear together. So they had partner with in Battle Bond. When they showed up in Throne Eldraine, they were on the same card. Um, and um, on um, in Strixhaven, uh, it was an MDFC, meaning one side was Rowan and one side was Will. So... Um, there's always a connective tissue between them. That's the cool thing about that character. Okay, next, Sahili Rai. So Sahili was... She's an inventor from Kaladesh. Um, her origin story is kind of fun. So originally on the box for um, Kaladesh, we always have what we call a, the face of the set. There's a, a character, usually a planeswalker, not always, but usually, that is sort of on the box. That, um, and um, we originally were going to use Chandra. Because Chandra's from Kaladesh. She was going... We, it was her, for the very first time, we're seeing Chandra's home world. Um, but the, the the first set was all about invention, and, and you know, it was uh, the Inventor's Fair. It was, it was very much about embracing the joy of invention, right? Uh, and that's not really Chandra. Chandra's not an inventor. And the second set was all about rebellion. And, like, okay, Chandra is very much about rebellion. Why don't we put Chandra on the second set as the face? But that meant, oh, who's the face of the first set? So we decided to make a native character of Kaladesh that was an inventor. So we made Sahili Rai. Uh, her big thing is that she can manipulate materials so that she can build things. She can prototype things. So she literally invents things and uses her magic uh, to, to be able to shape to shape metal and things. And I think she can shape uh, a bunch of different materials. Uh, she tends to use metal. Um, anyway, uh, she is... Yeah, she's the most. She, uh, she likes to travel the multiverse because she's interested in learning technology and learning technologies from others. And so she makes very elaborate things because of she she uses her power to travel to learn and you know to study. And so she really um, she likes to craft more and more interesting and, and, and elaborate things. So she's very into technology. Next is Samut. Uh, so Samut was from Amenket. Um, so in the story of Amenket. Uh, the Gatewatch show up, and we learn, we, we see this this world uh, based after sort of a flavor of ancient Egypt. Uh, Nicole Bolas had crafted this world to be something, and on the surface it looks kind of nice, but under deep you learn that Nicole Bolas is basically farming, making zombies so he can fuel a zombie army, which he attacks with in War of the Spark. Um, and uh, when we first meet Samut, she is a planes. Uh, she's not a planeswalker. She's just a legendary creature card um, uh, in in Cat. But in Hour of Devastation, when everything goes bad and Bolas shows up and you know all the people die and you know, like this, just it, her her forming of her spark is in the heart of um, what happens in in um, in the second set. You know when when everything goes awry. That's what lends her spark. So the character is, uh, she's faster than normal and she's stronger than normal. Um, and so she, she's a fighter. And so um, her abilities tend to be to encourage a more aggressive deck. And she helps creatures 
uh, with fighting. She, she is very combat-oriented. Um, okay, next up is Sarkin. Um, so Sarkin uh, first showed up in Alar. Sarkin Vol, um, he first showed up in, yeah, Shards of Alar. So that, the very first time we saw Planeswalkers with Lorwyn, that's the Lorwyn 5, we didn't have any Planeswalkers for the rest of that magic year, and it wasn't until the following magic year uh, with Shards of Alar that we saw more Planeswalkers. So Sarkin Vol was one of the earliest Planeswalkers. Um, he's base red, He's he's had different colors, green and black. Um, he went mad for a while. So anyway, Sarkin Vol is from Tarkir. Um, it is a world that uh, used to have dragons, and the dragons died, and he is obsessed with dragons. He loves dragons. He both uh, summons dragons and can turn into a dragon, so his cards are always dragon-themed. Um, and he was the main character in the Tarkir storyline. Uh, he went back to his home world and discovered there was a way to go back in time to save Ugin and thus save the dragons. And he created an alternate timeline where uh, instead of the Khans running all the clans, dragons ran the clans. Um, now, for most of that world of Tarkir, I think uh, I think most people consider it to be... Uh, it turned out for the worse. Uh, Sarkin might be one of the few people that... I mean, because he really likes dragons, that feels that Tarkir is for the better with dragons. Um, but anyway, he is a character that's gone through a lot. Uh, he's been a minion of Bolas. Uh, he went mad for a while. He he was involved in the freeing of the Eldrazi. Um, so he's he's definitely a magic character that's just been through a lot of different story. And like I said, he was the main character in the Contra Tarkir storyline. Anyway, guys, um, I'm I see my desk, so it looks like. I need to wrap up for today. Um, so we all know what that means. It means the end of my drive to work. Uh, so instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. Um, I obviously have one more podcast of Talking Planeswalkers. Um, but anyway, as for today, I'll bid you adieu, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.